Hazard Audio. This week on Sports Appeal, Stephen Mack into the Rams making their move to Los Angeles. That on top of the NFL playoffs and our exclusive interview with Mark Perlman of the Associated Press. It's right here. Sports Appeal may contain explicit language. Recorded live at the Launchpad Studios in Chicago. Sports Appeal. This is going to be a home run. I just know it because I can see into the future. With your hosts, Steve Gross and Matt Axelrod. Play ball. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Sports Appeal. I'm Steve Gross. And I'm Matt Axelrod. Go find us on Twitter. We're at the Sports Appeal. We love interacting with you guys on there. All the show's music is provided by Full Service. They're our studio band. You can get all their stuff on iTunes or Spotify or their YouTube channel. With us, as always, is our producer, Johnny Five. And we're powered by Hazard Audio. All right, guys, quick announcement before we start the show. Next week, we're actually going to be recording on Monday, which means we will be available to you on Taco Tuesday of next week. So check out Sports Appeal on Tuesday next week. This week's show, though, we've got Mark Perlman of the Associated Press. He writes about Chicago sports. We're going to talk to him on the phone in a little while. We're going to talk about the College Football National Championship game and the NFL playoffs. But first, let's start with the biggest story in sports this week. The Rams are going back to Cali. Yeah, we've been watching this story develop for a while. The Rams publicly shit all over St. Louis, and it was glorious. And then a couple days ago, Anheuser-Busch, who's based in St. Louis and the single biggest sponsor of the NFL, asked the NFL to keep the Rams in St. Louis. Guess what? NFL didn't care. Rams are gone. Yeah, and the Chargers have the option to move. They have to let the NFL know before January of 2017 whether they're going to move or not, which to me sounds like they are going to move, but they couldn't figure out where to play their home games in L.A., this season, so they're just pushing it to next season. That was my take on it, reading between the lines. And then I also read that if the Chargers don't want to move, the option will be opened up again to the Raiders so that they can move to L.A. if the Chargers decline. I don't know if football is going to work in L.A. I mean, one team would probably be sufficient there. We're going to have two. There's going to be a big buzz around the Rams at first. You know, everyone's going to want to go to the games. You're going to see all the celebrities there. But the Rams are not a good football team, and... I think you have to have a good team for this to really work in L.A. Do you, though? Because the Lakers, people still go to those games. I mean, I know it's different. It's the Lakers. But they've sucked for a while now, and they still sell out. Like you said, it's the Lakers, and it's not the Rams. The Lakers have a really good history. They're a historically great team. The Rams are not. The Rams have had four winning seasons since 1990. They were also the greatest show on turf, but again, that wasn't in LA. Those were the four winning seasons they had, were those four when Kurt Warner wasn't bagging groceries anymore. The Rams cannot sustain this kind of fan base. I mean, they punished their fans in St. Louis. They stopped going to the games after a while. I don't think it's going to work. I get why they left St. Louis. It wasn't a great fan base there. Their arguments, while pretty insulting to the city, weren't inaccurate. What Kroenke was saying did make sense. But I just don't know if L.A. is the answer. Yeah, I mean, he didn't need to be as mean-spirited as he was in his application to move the team. Stan Kroenke was more like Stan Cranky at that (laughs) point. But I feel bad for the city of St. Louis. This is the second time they've had a football team taken away from them, and I'm not sure they're going to get another shot. As it stands now, they probably shouldn't. I hate to say that. I feel really... I have a couple friends who are big Rams fans, and they're obviously pissed about this, but 
the city was having trouble supporting an NFL franchise. It's definitely a baseball town, and the St. Louis Blues are pretty popular. That's about it. I mean, the Rams were popular when they were really good, but like I said, that was a really short stretch. When you're an NFL team that's playing third fiddle to a baseball team and a hockey team, that's bad news. One reason that it could work, though, is just population. St. Louis is a small city. Los Angeles is a gigantic city. It's the second biggest city in the United States, so just the population alone could help fill that stadium. Plus, they've got a lot of people there with a lot of money to burn, so there's just more disposable income to be spent on football games than a lot of people are going to have in St. Louis. And with that, we're going to take it to the Tweet Zone. Tweet Zone. Hit the tweets. Alrighty, our first tweet in the Tweet Zone coming to us from at ItchyJim609. Awesome handle. Keep them coming. Who will lose a game at home first, the Warriors or the Spurs? That's a great question, Itchy Jim. Uh, both teams undefeated at home this year. Spurs 22-0, Golden State Warriors 18-0. I kind of think the Spurs are going to lose at home first. They're a better defensive team, but I just believe so much in what the Warriors are doing with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. They are such a good basketball team. And last year, they only lost, what, two games at home all year? So I think the Spurs lose at home before the Warriors. I got to disagree. As amazing as the Golden State Warriors are, and that win-loss record is ridiculous, statistically, the Spurs are actually more impressive. The Golden State Warriors' point differential is plus 12.1 a game. They're beating their opponents by an average of 12 points a game, which is fucking absurd. The Spurs are beating their opponents by an average of 14 points a game. That's two points better than the already ridiculous stat for the Warriors. So it seems like it's a bit of an anomaly that the Warriors have a better win-loss record than the Spurs do, although both their win-loss records are ridiculous. Uh, statistically speaking, the Spurs are better. You're glossing over the most important stat. The Warriors are 36-2. and two. The Spurs are 34-6. and six. 36 and 2. How can you just gloss over the most important stat? Because overtime, the most determinant factor for win loss record is point differential. And the Spurs point differential is better. Yeah, that's great, man. I mean, it's not like we have a small sample size here. We're 38 games into the season, and the Warriors have a better record. So I don't see how point differential is a better determinant factor than actual record. I mean, the Spurs are three games back. That's not a huge margin. They are 34 and 6. Yes, 36 and 2 is ridiculous, but it's not that astronomical of a difference. It's ridiculous, but not that ridiculous. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, yeah. at JR Banks, he's pointing out to us you're less likely to win the Powerball than Bartolo Colon is to hit an inside the park home run. Oh, God. <laughs> that makes me feel bad about the eight bucks I spent on Powerball tickets. That does not surprise me at all. Everyone knows you've got no fucking chance of winning the lottery. But Bartolo Colon, it could happen. I guess. I sure hope it does. I hope it does, too. And I'm kind of mad at Banks here now because I really want to see this, and it's not going to happen. I have the image in my head, and it's never going to manifest itself. And next, at heebie 22 <laughs> how long before Prokhorov hires Putin to coach the Nets? <laughs> <laughs> That's an outstanding tweet right there. Prokhorov just went man on fire and went on a rampage and got rid of everyone in the Nets organization. Well... 
the coach and the GM anyway. Yeah, that's not too surprising of a move. They've had some serious issues. They can't seem to get good after having one good season, which, by the way, they hemorrhaged money to have that one good season. They made the playoffs as the number four seed, got eliminated by the Bulls that year in the first round, and actually lost tens of millions of dollars on the season because they were, went so far into the luxury tax. Yeah, that franchise is a mess. If it weren't for the 76ers, this would probably be the biggest dumpster fire in the NBA right now, Brooklyn. They have some talented guys that they're paying way too much money. Their coaching was bad. Prokhorov doesn't really know what he's doing. They are an absolute train wreck. going to be interesting to see how he tries to fix this because nobody's going to want to take these jobs. Prokhorov is known as an eccentric guy. People don't necessarily want to go work for eccentric bosses who don't have a history of success, so he's going to have a hard time finding a new GM, and then that means he's going to have a hard time finding a good head coach. So people are calling him the Russian Mark Cuban. I think he's more like the Russian Jerry Jones because the decisions he makes are not that great. Sounds about right, and he seems to be very involved in the day-to-day decision-making, which doesn't usually work out well for owners. But hopefully he's not going to hire Putin as the coach because that would be... Actually, that'd be awesome. I would love to see that. (laughs) Yeah, they're not going anywhere anyway. We might as well see them do it in style with the threat of people potentially getting murdered. On that bright and happy note, we're going to take it to break. But when we come back, we're going to talk to Mark Perlman of the Associated Press and then discuss the Clemson, Alabama National Championship. Hey guys, it's Steve here. I know a lot of you have been wanting to try out DraftKings.com. Now is the perfect chance to do that. Fancy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. You just play whenever you want, pick your sport, draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Welcome back to Sports Appeal. I'm Steve. That's Matt. And on the phone right now, we've got Mark Perlman with the Associated Press. He's a Chicago sports writer. Been on the show a couple of times already. Mark, how you doing? Great, Steve. Matt, thanks for having me back on. Thanks for coming on. Big news just came out. The Rams are going to L.A. Will the Rams move to L.A. be considered a success? Well, it depends who you're talking about. If you're a St. Louis resident that likes football, it's not (laughs) going to be too much of a success. But definitely for Stan Kroenke and the owner, it's going to be a huge success because by the time they build the new football stadium, which is supposed to be state-of-the-art, you know, put everybody else to shame, um, that he's going to be making, the NFL's going to be making a lot of money. And I'm sure they'll find enough fans. I mean, the one problem before was, you know, the fans kind of went away from uh, attending football games in Los Angeles, but I'm sure that for the next few years it'll be something different and new. And then by the time they have the stadium built in 2019, they'll get plenty of fans that'll want to be, you know, going to the games. Staying with football, let's talk about college football a little bit. Were you surprised by how well Clemson played in the championship game? I was shocked. You know, if I was a betting man, I would have bet Alabama. Actually, I did bet Alabama, but that's besides the point. Uh, You know, after watching the Michigan State-Alabama game, which I thought would be a close game, so it shows you how much I know about college football, I thought for sure that Alabama would uh, run it up on Clemson. And you know what? Without that onside kick, without the kick return, which are unusual plays, 
Clemson, you know, very easily could have uh, won the game. Uh, I think the one thing I did was I undervalued Deshaun Watson. I looked at him as yeah, a scrambling quarterback, but he has a good arm and he was quite accurate. So I, I think that was the big difference when I was watching the game. Yeah, Steve and I were talking earlier. We both think Clemson clearly played like the better football team. Bama just won by being better coached and executing when it counted. I think you guys are now, turning back to the NFL, who's going to make it to the Super Bowl this year? Well, I'm kind of looking at, you know, what's happened in past years. Uh, I'm thinking uh, Seattle's going to be uh, Carolina this week. I'm not a big Carolina fan. And uh, I have uh, Arizona winning. So Seattle-Arizona is really a toss-up. I mean, they each won once on the other team's field. I, I still think it's hard for me to turn my back on Seattle. As bad as they played against Minnesota, they played bad. I just think they're going to find a, a way to, to get past Arizona. So I'm looking for Seattle. And then in the AFC side, um, I'm looking for you know Pittsburgh to get past Denver, even though Pittsburgh could be missing a ton of people. I'm just not a big Peyton Manning fan right now. So I'm, I'm looking for Pittsburgh to win that game. And then uh, I just think Kansas City, they've won 11 straight. It's time for them to lose, and especially with Edelman uh, back. Uh, for New England, I think that's going to make a huge difference with their short passing game. So now we've got New England going up against Pittsburgh, and I guess I'll go with New England. So, so I guess New England and uh, Seattle, so I'm not uh, really reaching too far to, to pick those two teams. I would go for a rematch last year. That was a fun Super Bowl. Yeah, it sounds like you're in the same boat as me, reluctantly picking New England. I don't want them to be good, but they just are. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it be fun, though, to see a, a different team like the Kansas that would be really cool. You're a Chicago sports writer, so we've got a couple Chicago questions for you. Let's start with the Bears. Is it time to move on from Jay Cutler? You know, if you would ask me this question a year ago, I would have thrown with interceptions at the wrong time. just doesn't come through, you know, for them. But after looking at this year, don't count the last game with a couple of interceptions, but until that last game, he was making plays. He was not throwing interceptions. He looked like he knew what he was doing out there when plays would break down. He ran the ball when he had to. So I'd say after this year, I would you know stop for a second and say maybe he is the right person. They just need a little stronger offensive line so he wouldn't have to scramble as much. I would love to see the Jay Cutler that has protection, that he can stand in the pocket for three or four seconds to pick a receiver out. The other thing you have to admit, though, is Yeah, not to mention if they hadn't traded Brandon Marshall, the best wide receiver in franchise history, for a fifth-round pick. One last question for you. What is missing, or what's going on with the Chicago Bulls? Because they don't look right. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Again, a week or so ago, I would have said they're on a roll. Now it was like the Blackhawks. Hawks had won six in a row at that point. Bulls had won five in a row. And it was like they finally got it together. But then they reverted back to playing no defense. I mean, what an awful game watching that Washington game. They give up 114 points to a team that Merton, Gortat, and Bradley Beal weren't playing. Two of their starting five weren't playing. They scored 114. I just think that, you know, a lot of their players, like Jimmy Butler was intimating, a lot of their players just don't try hard on defense. You know, they're just thinking offense all the time. They, I think they just need to make a move or two, whether it's getting rid of, or I shouldn't say getting rid of, but I mean trading this all or maybe Noah, they need a point guard. They have to get somebody in as a point guard, so I think it's time for them to say there's no way we're catching Cleveland this year. It's just not going to 
Mark, we're going to let you go here, but before you go, we're kind of springing this on you. Uh, we ask all of our guests to make a bold prediction when they're on the show. So can we get one from you? I think uh, West Ham has a chance to finish in the top three in the Premier League, which would be very, very unusual. How's that for picking a mainstream sport? There you go. <laughs> Love right. it. EPL prediction. Big fan of that. Thanks, Mark. All right. Thanks for having me again, guys. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Matt. All right. We'll have you on the show again down the road. Mark Perlman of the Associated Press. Thank you very much. Always great to have him on. And when we come back, we're going to talk NFL playoffs. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. Last year, $300 million were won, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. This is Sports Appeal. I'm Steve. That's Matt. Let's jump into the NFL. We got four big games coming up this weekend. Last weekend, all four road teams won. I don't anticipate that happening this weekend. Let's start in New England with the Chiefs and the Patriots. That's the first game on Saturday. Patriots favored by five in this one. Who do you got? I got the Chiefs. The Chiefs absolutely Whoa. destroyed. I know Houston sucks, yep. but losing 30 to nothing, that isn't just being bad. That's getting absolutely dominated by a much, much better team. And the Chiefs have been rolling for this is now their 11th win in a row. I expect them to carry that momentum in and take on a, a Patriots team that's been reeling. Now, the Patriots did just get back some talent, so that'll make things interesting. But I still like the Chiefs. It's the same story with the Chiefs. I talked last week about how the Chiefs were just beating up on bad teams, and that's exactly what they did last week. They beat up on a bad team. The Houston Texans are a bad team team so them winning 30 to 0 doesn't really do a whole lot for me and as far as the Patriots reeling they get Julian Edelman back they get Danny Amendola back you know what their record was when both those guys played zero losses undefeated this is a very good football team I will take the Patriots even minus the five our next Saturday game is going to be Packers at the Cardinals now I've been saying Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl all along so you know who I'm taking in this one who do you got well, I've been saying the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. They kind of fell off at the end of the season, but the fact that they're here right now, I got to stay with them. I can't go away from it. Intelligent people change their minds on things all the time. I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Packers are seven-point underdog in this one in Arizona. The Packers got their shit together last week, or as they say up north, they got their poop in a group, which is <laughs> they looked awful in the first quarter of last week's game, but after that, they really got it together against a Washington team that isn't that bad, and they dominated that game. You know what? I'm going to go with the Packers in this one. You know, they did get their shit together, but Aaron Rodgers still did not look like himself throughout most of that game. Even late in the game, he was airmailing passes to wide-open receivers 15, 20 yards over their heads. So The best news for the Packers is Randall Cobb finally looks healthy. He looks like his old self again, and that is huge news for them. And Devontae Adams finally made some great catches for them, too. Got himself open, which he had no trouble doing, but then actually brought the ball in for the catch, which has been the problem all season. So that does make things more interesting. I still like the Cardinals. Yeah, They're just a much better team. Let's not sell Arizona short. They are a very good team. Let's move to the Sunday games. Seattle at Carolina. Panthers favored by three. I, I love the Panthers in this game. This game might be my favorite matchup that we see all playoffs from here on out and including last week. I really like the Seahawks, but the Panthers only lost one game all season. The Seahawks are playing hot right now. 
they had a bad game last week, but that was in a really tough climate for them. Going to Carolina, I expect them to play much better. Expect them to come out and eke out another win here, but it's not going to be easy. The Seahawks are not hot right now. They played terrible last week. They had one good drive in the entire game. Minnesota outplayed them the rest of the game. And then two weeks before the season ended, they scored 13 points against the Rams. This is not a hot team. They played well in Week 17. But that's about it. They and had, week they had, 15 and week 14 and week 13. They played poorly two out of the last three weeks. You can't say that's a hot team. It isn't. Carolina Panthers are a hot team. 15-1, and one, Cam Newton at quarterback, the MVP of the league. Give me the Panthers at home all day. Yeah, but when did they lose the awful Atlanta Falcons? Like week 16? When they had the division already wrapped up. Yep, that's when they lost to the Falcons. Let's move on to the mile high. Pittsburgh at Denver Broncos. I don't even want to watch this game, really. It's going to be Ben Roethlisberger with his arm dangling at his side against Peyton Manning or Landry Jones against Peyton Manning. And it's going to be ugly. This game is going to be ugly. It's probably going to suck. But I'm going to watch it anyway because it's playoff football. Yeah, I think the Steelers are toast in this one. With an injured Ben Roethlisberger or with Landry Jones at quarterback, their offense is significantly worse than it would have been with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, and their defense is nothing to write home about. Roethlisberger has a sprained AC joint and torn ligaments in his throwing shoulder, and he still played better when he came back in than Landry Jones did. So that doesn't bode well either way. Yeah, Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware, you give them a free shot at Ben, he's going to be toast. So take the Broncos in this one for sure. All right, it's going to be madness. And with that, Sports Madness. Sports Madness. First story is from Antonio Cromartie. No surprise that guy's on Sports Madness. A few years ago, you might remember on Hard Knocks, he was asked about his children. He's asked how old his children are and what their names are. I believe he had seven or eight kids at the time, so he rattled off two or three of them, and then he struggled. He couldn't remember the rest of their names and how old they were. He was like, oh yeah, it's, you got Jessica, the, she's two, two or three, I don't, I don't know. He was struggling <laughs> big time. That him and his wife popped out a couple more kids. He got all the way up to 10. 10 children. Then he decided to have a vasectomy. That's when he was like, this is enough. There's too many Cromarties running around. He's probably playing against some of them in the NFL by now. And his wife was stoked. She said, in my head we were good to go. We were having free sex. I just really thought this procedure was the best protection you could have at this point. Well, apparently you can't stop Antonio Cromartie's sperm. You can only hope to contain it. Because he got his wife pregnant with twins after having a vasectomy so kids number 11 and 12 the Cromartie dirty dozen is complete <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals fan peed on someone during the Bengals Steelers game <laughs> Martin Cook 33 of Germantown Kentucky oh look he's from Kentucky was arrested after police said he urinated on the person in front of him in Paul Brown Stadium Cook was also accused of fighting with the man and punching him in the face man that would really piss me off. Yeah, I mean, when you go to a football game, you expect to get a little bit of shit talk, you know, maybe get shoved, but get punched in the face and peed on, that's a bad day. That is a very bad day. I would go home and get hammered if that fucking happened <laughs> yeah, just, after kicking the guy's ass. Just curl up in a ball in the corner of the shower and cry. We love drunk fans on Sports Madness. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's, this might be the best story since the urinal wall ripper at, at the, the Blue, Blue Jays, Jays. game. <laughs> 
All right, last story. <laughs> Angels pitcher C.J. Wilson is hoping, like everyone else, to win tonight's Powerball. This might be the first time I've cheered for someone else to win the Powerball because C.J. Wilson says if he wins, he's going to buy a ranch, put a bunch of giraffes on it, and call it Giraffic Park. <laughs> I would go to Giraffic Park. I mean, C.J. Wilson has a lot of money already. He's a professional baseball player, but... I don't think he has enough to import a bunch of giraffes and make this park a reality, so I want him to win because I want to go to Jurassic Park. <laughs> it sounds like someone with a lisp is trying to say Jurassic Park. That's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. You want to see the Tyrannosaurus? <laughs> Fourth Appeal. That is definitely going to do it for Fourth Appeal. Thanks for joining us. Tweet at us at the Sports Appeal. The conversation continues right now on Extra Points. We are produced, as always, by Johnny Five, powered by Hazard Audio. Playing us out is going to be Hi Ho by Full Service. Where's the heat? Where's the
Yes. I thought we were having free sex. <laughs> Childhood ruins. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hazard Audio.